Welcome to Sitting Here Reading Corn with Tori Ross. I'm obviously Tori Ross, author of The Cuffing Season Contract, Winning the Witch, and the upcoming All I Wank for Christmas. Sitting Here Reading Corn is the show where my guests and I read our sex scenes for you and go off on tangents. What in the hell were we thinking when we wrote this? Why did we write it? Dear Lord, why have we done this? Your questions will be answered and you'll probably end up with more questions. So pour a stiff drink. I know I'll be drinking and my guests probably will be too. Send the kids out of the room because we get down and dirty. Buckle up, buttercups. On this episode of Sitting Here Reading Corn with Tori Ross, I have Tori Alvarez with me. Another Tori. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, so I had Tori Heat on a few weeks ago, and I'm like, this this podcast is becoming Tori saturated. <laughs> like, I'm Tori Ross. She's Tori Heat. You're Tori Alvarez. I need another Tori on. I need like four. Well, don't they say it comes in threes? So maybe much, we're yeah. stuck at three. <laughs> it's just so funny because I think this is like my 10th or 11th episode and two of my guests out of those, like literally one fifth of, or so, I'm, I'm bad at math. I don't know. Like 20% of my guests have been named Tori. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> that is, it is. That's, <laughs> I put in uh, my post this morning that Tori was talking to Tori today. Yeah. Lots of Tories can get confusing <laughs> over here. <laughs> Uh, what'd you do for the holiday yesterday? It was July 4th yesterday. Actually, I stayed home. We did ours on the third. Uh, since everybody had to go back to work today, um, we spent, uh, Monday the third at my sister's house and just barbecued and enjoyed family there. Yeah. I'm glad to hear somebody else does it that way. Cause we live in this neighbor. Okay. So I got to tell you about my name. I'm going to pause and tell you about my neighborhood. My neighborhood. Okay fucking crazy so we live in missouri which is very much a yeehaw state um so everybody we have this neighborhood pool and everybody goes to the pool and it's always so packed like you don't even want to get in it because you know you're just swimming and piss oh yeah and then uh so everybody cooks out and then everybody shoots off fireworks i mean like walking through the neighborhood at night it honestly i would compare it to probably like a war zone it's just constant and there's a garage that burns down at least once a year oh my goodness <laughs> but he puts the firecrackers that aren't fully out in a garbage can you know we had one I think it was either last year or two years ago burned down and then there's one this year it happened to I mean oh, it's goodness. literally insane and I'm surprised nobody has died I'm surprised our neighborhood was pretty tame yesterday and it always like just ticks me off. We're right smack dab in the middle of the city where I'm in Texas, South Texas. So we're always on band notice because we're always in a drought Mm -hmm. and fireworks for every holiday just go crazy. Last night was actually pretty tame, but I have a little Yorkie that freaks out every time. So Mm -hmm. like she's just panting and pacing all night long during holidays. New Year's Eve though, this past New Year's Eve was crazy. Like you're saying the crazy fireworks i mean we had our own fireworks show 360 around our house we could see it in all directions just everywhere is insane yeah it's and so we stay in i mean that was like (laughs) that was the moral my story we were like you we stay in because the dog goes we have a new dog our old dog didn't care about fireworks but the new dog just barks at him the whole time (laughs) and we just stay in 
we don't even mess with this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't want to watch somebody die on the street from sh- you know shooting their face off. Um, no, we. Oh don't- yeah, when I was younger, we had I had a firework blow up in my hand. So luckily, my hand was open, and you know, oh. didn't cause oh, too God. much damage. <laughs> oh lord. I, I grew up in a really small town in Texas where, you know, kids were just feral. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was just part of life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I can imagine Texas is a little bit like Missouri. Like our real estate agent, when she was showing us our house, she was like, oh, yeah, I just grew up down the hill that way because we live on the bluffs of the Missouri River. And she's like, I'd go visit my grandma when she was when I was little and uh, they'd give us machetes to kill the copperheads and the rattlesnakes. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. in these. <laughs> feral state sometimes (laughs) um are you drinking anything today I'm still in my coffee moment right now (laughs) yeah it's uh so sometimes I record at night so like Samantha Baca and I usually record at night and we're always drinking something but it's really hard for me to drink something when I'm recording at like 9 30 in the morning yeah well if I was doing brunch and a mimosa or a you know bloody mary would be really nice (laughs) okay so let me ask you this bloody mary's Topped off with a bunch of food or no food? No food. Just bacon. I, you can put bacon in there because bacon goes with everything. Uh, I would agree with that. But I like a buffet <laughs> with my Bloody Mary. I want like, I, <laughs> I want the olives stuck in it because I love olives. Um, I want the pickles. I want the bacon. I want all of it. Oh, well, you're talk- those talking are about okay. like in the well, drink. We have, some, we have some restaurants here in Texas that top it off with like brisket and like sliders and like it gets insane when I thought you said when you said food I was thinking like food like, with it no not with it on top like I'm not even joking oh yeah I, I want- send you pictures of like brisket in there and like it's crazy the amount of food now that they put on Bloody Mary <laughs> I mean, I'm just always like at the bar I'm like um does a buffet come in the drink with it because <laughs> I want the pickles. I want the olives. I want the jalapeno things. Sometimes they put like little jalapeno poppers at the top with a toothpick. <laughs> I want to eat my Bloody Mary too. I love the olives and the pickles and bacon. And I think that's where I kind of draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you reading for us today? Do you have a new release? Is this something from your backlist or what are we reading? It is from my backlist. I have um, Beautiful Serenity, which is book three of my Graffiti Heart series. Okay. So it um, the Graffiti Heart series follows um, a family, uh, one cousin and two brothers. And um, this is book three. And the reason I'm reading from book three is because it has the, introduces the characters for my spinoff series that I'm currently almost reaching the end on book one of the new series okay so can the series be read as standalones or do you have to read book one two three all of them to kind of know what's going on no they are all standalone so you can read them all on their own of course everybody will tell you it's best to read them you know in order um especially book two you're gonna have some spoilers if you read uh book three 
<laughs> so, but I mean, it's all complete standalone. They are all stories that stand on their own. If you don't mind the spoilers, which I'm not one who minds spoilers. I'm one of those weird people that goes and reads reviews for spoilers. <laughs> oh my, I'm so, I've met like a kindred spirit because my husband gets so mad at me. <laughs> like for example, we're watching Gilmore Girls for the first time. And like we've never watched it before and we're binging it my husband loves this show he's probably gonna kill me for like admitting that um <laughs> because he won't let me watch it without him but he'll be like I bet they get back together and then I'll look over and I'll shake my head <laughs> and, uh he's he's like you looked ahead I was like I read spoilers on everything I read ahead in the too. book <laughs> I do. So I am, yes, I am one of those crazy ones that will go and read spoilers to see if I like the way it's going to end. And right. I've been known not to read books because I don't like the way it's going to end. Good to know. I'm glad I'm not the only person because people will get mad at me. Like, why do you do that to yourself? I'm like, I gotta know. Ain't nobody got to shit. If I'm going to like not like it, I don't want to spend my time. And I don't mind knowing, I love the story to get there. Yeah. So I don't mind knowing how it's going to end as long as the story takes me in that on that beautiful ride to get there. Right. Okay. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> go ahead. I know for that. So we're good. <laughs> go ahead and set up your scene for us. What's happening before they get to the action scene? Okay, so I need to tell you about the story, though, because it does come with a big trigger warning. Okay. Um, this one does deal with um, a rape. It okay. is not on page. Well, it doesn't happen on page, but it is recalled, and there are really hard scenes in it um, when she's talking with her therapist, and she's having now vivid dreams because she did not remember the rape at first. She was um, given a drug. And so she did not remember. Okay. Um, and so she is very um, fearful of intimacy now. Okay. And um, the scene I'm going to read though, is where <laughs> she's finally becoming comfortable in her own skin it is a real slow burn and knowing what she's been through, you understand why it needed to be. Although I am the queen of slow burns. I just, I, that's what I write. Right. Um, but she is now, you know, kind of back into having those urges and those feelings again. See, I think, warning. I think there's something to be said about slow burns though, because, um, you know, there's a lot of people and I like, I like Dick in the first chapter just as much as anyone. And, but I think that you get a better story a lot of times with slow burns because you have all of the backstory in there. You've got all of the emotions between the characters and all that. So I flip flop between liking the Dick in the first chapter stories and the slow burn. <laughs> I do. I have to be in the mood. So yeah. I'm in the mood for either give it to me now or I'm in the mood for that buildup and that, oh, that first kiss or, oh my gosh, the brushing of the hands together or something like that or the right. caressing of the cheek. Yes. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and light okay. it up for us. So uh, here we go. 
So this is Ritz's point of view, because it is a dual point of view. Um, thinking of his hands, his kisses, his attention, a spark of excitement hits me between my legs, and my body instantly heats up. The way he transforms from grease monkey to hot guy to Mr. Sexy in a suit. Holy hell, I'm in trouble. My breathing picks up. I want to feel him again. I look in the mirror watching myself. A thrill is traveling up and down my body, but also hesitation. I want to be able to entice, to flirt, to lead. But what if I falter? I can't. Not with Javi. He'll bring me back, I tell myself. I unzip the dress, slipping my arms out and letting it fall to my feet. I'm wearing a black strapless bra and a pair of black boy shorts. Not the sexiest look, but it's what I have to work with. At least it matches. My makeup is still impeccable, and I let down the few strands Cece has picked up for my hairdo. My heart slams against my chest. It's now or never. I open the door to the bathroom, and Javi is short shirtless and bent over, pulling on a pair of loose gym shorts. He stops and watches me with desire. Warmth and moisture collects between my legs. I scan his body, enjoying the view. His lean, defined muscles, tattoos scattered down an arm and on his chest. He can be a bad boy with an edge or a handsome boy next door. He stands waiting for me to make a move. I take the few steps to stand in front of him. I slide a finger over his chest, letting it run down to, his, to the band of his boxer briefs. I lick my lips, then up on tiptoes, I bring my hands to his shoulders for a heated kiss. He snakes his arms around me, pulling me closer. The kiss begins like all our others, cautious. But I lick his lips and it turns desperate. Our tongues dance and explore each other. I feel his growing erection on my stomach. He pulls me up and my legs automatically wrap around his waist. My core rubbing against his body sends more flares flying within me. I try and wriggle in his arms to cause more friction. He pulls away placing his forehead on mine. Green light tonight? I need to feel you in me. I press my lips back on his, not wanting to stop. He begins trailing kisses on my cheek down to my neck. His hands are cupping my ass, holding me up. One hand slides up and unclasps my bra. I pull it out from between us. My nipples harden at the skin-to-skin -skin contact. He bends down, placing me on the bed gently. He straightens up, watching me with hooded eyes. I let my hand run down his chest, letting it slide further south until I feel his erect penis in my hand. He lets out a low moan, so I rub him gently, his cock twitching against my palm. Wetness pulls between my legs at the feel of his hardness. I feel safe with him. You're sure? I can see how hard he's trying to keep it together. Yes. He bends over, crushing his lips back to mine. The sensations flowing through my body are working over time. He slides my panties down, kneeling between my legs. He's okay, trailing his panties. <laughs> Somebody, I, I think it was like El Berlin was on the show. She's like, I hate the word panties. But I'm like... <laughs> I love the word panties. I say it all okay, the time. Okay, wait, what do you use instead of panties then? Right? Well, okay, so I had Evie Alexander on the show too, and she was like, we use knickers, like K-N-I-C-K-E-R-S. I guess that's what they use. But um, that's a British thing. Yeah, and I'm like, they, they have some other words that they use for it. But I'm like, what do Americans or North Americans, like Canadians and all that, what do they use for panties besides panties? I mean, how many, I mean, underwear? I <laughs> Oh, but I use underwear for men. Yeah, or like, yeah. So I try to do like boxer briefs for men and then like 
paint. I do like one hit of panties. Maybe I've been trying to be more conscious about not overusing the word. But once they're off, we don't need to use it again. That's we have to. Or, you, like, we have to he write throws, what's being taken off. He throws my <laughs> panties across the room. I just I mean, once they're I, off, they're gone. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Okay. Uh, my, but my head is spinning in the best way. He spreads my legs apart, kissing my inner thigh as his fingers graze my center gently. I'm going to taste you. He looks up at me as his fingers continue to explore. I'm so lost, a yearning so intense taking over. Yes. His tongue licks my clit and I swear I thought I would be un it would be my undoing, but he takes it away. He sucks and licks around my opening, then two fingers slide in easily. My body feels ready to clench around them. Not so fast, Bonita. Javi growls, taking his fingers out, kissing my mouth and claiming my mouth. It's too much, but not nearly enough. I pull away, scooting up the bed, feeling exposed, but thoroughly aroused. I need you, I whisper. I've got you. His famous three words, the words that have come to mean so much. He stands, grabbing a condom from his drawer and coming back to me. He watches me lying naked in front of him from the foot of the bed his erection wanting to push through the boxer briefs he's wearing. He slides them down, sheathing himself before crawling up to the bed to meet me. He possessions his body between my legs, holding himself over me. He comes down for a kiss. I love you, he says hoarsely. Then suddenly he flips us over, placing me on top. You take control, he growls. A feeling of exhilaration fills me. I sit up straddling him and guiding his penis to my center, then lowering myself onto him until he's into the hilt. The way he's watching me, the fire in his eyes, pushes me to start riding him. He caresses my breast and my breath hitches as I feel a slight sting as he pinches my nipple softly. It hardens instantly. My nails are scratching into his chest. Euphoria fills my body as the beginning of an orgasm starts. He flicks my clit a couple of times and an explosion hits. He flips me over quickly, pumping himself a few times, finding his release. After a few quiet moments, catching our breath, he gets up to throw away the condom and brings back a wet washcloth to clean me up. He turns off the lights and crawls in next to me, pulling me to his chest. He hugs me tightly, placing soft kisses in my hair. Good night, Bonita. I love you, he whispers in my hand. He whispers as his hand rubs up and down my spine. I'm yours, Javi. I love you. I place a kiss on his chest, relishing in the feel of his stomach under my hand and the steady beat of his heart. Oh, that was so lovely. That was like, uh, you could tell like he was worried about consent, checking in with her, things like that. So, yes. So that is the whole point of each of their um, intimate times is the consent because yeah. he, he doesn't know what happened to her. She Who doesn't? doesn't know. Throughout the, it is not until the end that he finds out because she wants to keep it a secret. She doesn't want him to know what happened because she feels like she's dirty and damaged and nobody could ever love her knowing what she's been through. Got it. Okay. So I didn't know that he didn't know. And if you'd said yeah. that, I must have missed it. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. Okay. So, I, so he knows there's something wrong and he knows there's something she's hiding. And he assumes things, um, but he just doesn't know. Okay. And so throughout, so you'll, so that's one of the last scenes that they have. 
um, because it all starts very slowly. It starts with, you know, just them cuddling on the couch and, you know, the caressing and, you know, types of things. And, you know, so he's like, wait a second, like she'll, she'll, um, tense. And he knows like, he knows like she leaves him sometimes, like she starts to have panic attacks and she leaves, like she just kind of goes blank. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he knows like kind of when to stop, when to ask, you know, when she's okay, how far. And so that's part of the whole, you know, are you sure, you know, yeah, well, the green light, because each time it goes a little further and a little further until they finally have sex. So I think that one's, they had had sex before, but it's always very um, slow going for her. Right. So it, it speaks to your character development, too, because he that's his character is that he doesn't even know what happened to her, really. But he's Correct. still considerate of her feelings. So, I mean, like, that's a that's pretty good uh, alpha hole. No, not that's not it. cinnamon roll. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do him as an alpha roll. So, okay, so here's my question. That's what I meant, alpha role, like the cross between an alpha hole. Yes. Role. <laughs> so what is the difference between a cinnamon roll and an alpha role? Uh, so cinnamon roll is the nice guy that uh, is just a sweetheart all throughout, I feel like. This is my interpretation anyway. And then an alpha uh -huh. role is someone who's kind of jerky. You like, you think he's a jerk. But he's really just this like big teddy bear when he gets his girl in the when he gets his girl alone. See, then all of mine could then be well, either a cinnamon roll or an alpha roll. Yeah, I was trying to think of that, like because they're always gentle with you know the love interest, but they can be well. And Javi is not at all. He is the emotionally mature, but he has alpha tendencies in him because he was kind of raised. He's the younger brother. Alex, book two, is the older brother and who I consider like the true alpha um, of the family. And, you know, uh, but he was raised. They're raised on the wrong side of town. They're from a poor, you know, family. I do write own voices. Um, mm -hmm. My family is a family of uh, Mexicans. Um, and so they have part of that machismo okay. mindset. Right. Um, but not, you know, again, just enough to make it alpha, but not enough to make it off-putting. Right. I feel like that's a fine line to walk sometimes. Like you don't want them to be the total dickhead because people who read alpha rolls and cinnamon rolls, they don't want the dickhead at the end of the day. Some people right. like that. Yes. But yeah, it's it's a fine line to walk to write an alpha role, I feel like. <laughs> so he is the true, and you see his character development because all of the cousins come out in every book. Oh, okay. Um, the only one that does not come out each of the books, starting from book one, is Ritza Javi's love interest in book three. She doesn't come on until the very end of book two and you just get a taste of her. And that's because I had no idea writing book two where I was going to go with Javi and what his story needed. Mm -hmm. So I wrote in kind of just an introduction of her, but I didn't know her story yet when I was writing book two. The next series um, that I told you is the spinoff is Rita's brother, Damien. 
and all the guys who his friends that own the garage or work at the garage with him. So they own a collision vintage restoring uh, cars garage. Hmm. And so that with uh, that will be the spinoff. So you will get a taste of the old characters from the Graffiti Hearts in book one of um, the spinoff. I don't know what the title is. I'm having such a hard time titling this book. I'm like just about to the end and I still do not know what the title is going to be. Uh, yeah, that that can happen sometimes. <laughs> uh, for my reading today, I think I'm going to stick with the trauma theme a little bit. Um, I do have a character in a short called Pistol Fire uh, that's okay. in my rocks collection. Uh, her name is Libby. Uh, she was abused as a child. Um, so she has this oh. very abrasive personality. Uh, she kind of feels like the world is her enemy a lot. Very smart mouth. Very uh, doesn't think anybody's going to love her. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> she's in her 40s. Uh, Brock, the main male character in this short, he is a fireman in town and he's in his early 50s. He's like on the verge of retirement. And neither one of them have ever been married. Um, nothing like that. And she's finally telling him her story or she finally did when I picked this up mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm going to pick it up from Libby's point of view. Okay. I guess I don't really believe anyone gives a shit about me. His face crinkles like I kicked him and he bites his lip because your parents didn't give a shit about you. I know it isn't right, but when the people you brought who brought you into this world don't even care, that sticks in your craw, whether you want it to or not. <clears throat> and you need to understand that parents aren't infallible gods whose opinions control the universe. Family isn't always blood, Libby, he whispers, stepping into my proximity enough that I shiver with the closeness of him. I feel the heat of his skin from his hands and his chest under his shirt, and I pull my hands away. He tries to hold on to them, but I have other ideas. I pull up the hem of his black t-shirt and slide my hands up his stomach and back to his chest, running my hands over his nipples as his eyes darken. I fantasized about washing my clothes on these abs my entire adult life, and his muscles do not disappoint, even at the age of 53. That damn growl that he does escapes his chest, and he nuzzles my cheek with his nose before focusing on my eyes again. Do it, I murmur. Do it, you fucking coward. Am I the coward here, Libby? Because I'll do it, baby girl. I'll kiss you in the next Thursday, he whispers, tilting my chin up with his index finger, his beard tickling my face but I'm going to need you to not run away from me after I do it. I stare at him, daring him and willing him at the same time. I want those bowed lips on mine and I want to feel that beard. I want to feel what that beard, I can't talk. Beard feels like against my skin. Hell, I want to know what that beard feels like when his mouth is on my clit, but I can't ask for it. The words won't come out. Brock saves me from any speaking. His thumbs stroke my cheeks and the muscles of his fingers tilt my face up to him. He brings his warm lips to mine and my knees go weak. Thankfully, I'm, I'm leaning against the liquor shelf or I'd go down with the feel of him. Our lips work in tandem while my mind screams that I'm kissing Brock Carpenter, the man I fantasized about my entire life. He holds my face, but I grip the shelf behind me, afraid of falling if I let go. There's only one thing to do to make sure my knees don't betray me and make me fall in front of Brock. Get on them on my own accord. 
I break our kiss and he sighs as if I'm frustrating him more than what's tolerable. He doesn't stay that way for long as I slide down his body and drop to my knees in front of him. He braces his strong hands against my liquor shelf above me and his shirt gaps with the motion, allowing me to catch a glimpse of the abs with a salt and pepper happy trail just above his belt. I unbuckle his simple black belt at my eye level and look up at him as I do it. He looks down at me and meets my eyes. Are you going to blow me, Libby? He asks, running a hand through my hair and pulling it when he gets to the end. Yes, I whisper without shame. I'm going to suck the soul out of your dick, Brock. If you like it, I may even do it again. Promise. Okay. Can I ask? Yeah. Okay. Dirty talk. I'm having trouble. I've never really written dirty talk. How does it come naturally for you? No, not all the time. It, it really depends on the character. Okay. So I just wrote a, I just wrote a book that comes out August 1st called Contact High. And that character just came so naturally to me. Like I saw this couple in my head really well. I had their, you know, their banter. It just came so naturally to me, but this one, sometimes it doesn't come so natural. (laughs) I guess I haven't had the character that it comes naturally for. Yeah. It's something I have to work on sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, this sounds awful. (laughs) I read it and I'm like, oh, oh, that's like so good. And then I I write it. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know if it does. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, His eyes flutter closed as I look up and watch him enjoying what I'm giving him. I take long pulls on the tip of his dick and alternate sucking with running my finger over his frenulum, making him quiver and bite his lip. I suck until my cheeks are hollow and come off him, spitting a long line of drool down his length and jerking his dick before moving to take one of his balls in my mouth. That's it, he grunts. Make it sloppy for me. When he finally opens his eyes and looks down at me, I'm waiting for him with open do- I'm looking at him with open doe eyes that I know drive men crazy. His eyes are dark and hooded and his ass cheeks clench against me, either holding himself back from face fucking me or enjoying the pulsing that moves through his body. Come up here, he says, and I jerk his cock, furrowing my brow and tilting my head to the side. I want to come in another way, and I kind of want to see if that bar Erica's daddy made is as sturdy as I hope it is. I obey, (laughs) standing up and facing him, unsure of what he wants to do to me. I'd let him do anything he wants in whatever position. I trust him to make sure we're both taken care of and feel good. He pushes his head against mine and takes deep breaths as he wraps his arms around me, picking me up and placing me on top of the bar the wood cool under my bare legs. Once I'm settled, his nimble fingers unbutton my jean shorts. I shimmy and pull them down and he spreads my legs and pulls me to him so that I'm bare against him, his t-shirt against my slit. All right, I'll stop there. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of a long scene. It covers like two chapters, so. Oh, wow. So I've never written a sex scene that long. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just tired of writing them and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna make this short. <laughs> so there's my, okay, so I had written some questions kind of like, okay, give us some things to, to kind of consider. Yeah. So there's erotica, there's hot, hot, hot books, and that's just what I'm calling them. And then there's open door. So yeah. I guess I'm more open door, like it'll be out in the open, but I don't go through that whole uh like you said, two chapters. I don't know how to do that, I guess. Yeah. Well, it depends on if I'm writing, they're just going to get down to it or there's going to be a lot of foreplay, a lot of oral sex, a lot of different positions. 
it honestly depends on what I'm writing, what I feel like that day, you know. So do you agree? Like there's that kind of, there's like that rainbow of um, different, like from erotica to just open door. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I write erotica on the side. So erotica is like very much, you know, you, you kind of just get up and are done when you're done. So <laughs> there doesn't need to be like a happy ending on that. Um, or a, what a happy for now. I can't even think straight. So, yeah. Um, so you just kind of write the fucking, <laughs> um, but you then start you start know, on chapter one, you start yeah. on the opening sentence, <laughs> but writing the romance, you know, you got to set up like how they end up together and that emotional connection and all that. So, <laughs> um, tell us where we can find your work and tell us how we can, you know, sign up for your newsletter, stalk so, social media, all that. I am Miss Tori Alvarez, MS Tori Alvarez, um, on all my socials. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok the most. That's those are my most heavily checked daily type of um socials. Then I have Twitter, Facebook, and they're all Miss Tori Alvarez. Um, I do have a website where you can subscribe to my newsletter and it comes out monthly unless something like exciting is happening that I don't want readers to miss. Um, and that is www.torialvarez.com. And all of my books are in, um, oh, all but one. I just took one off, um, Kindle Unlimited. So I'm solely on Amazon, um, and, one I just removed from Kindle Unlimited, which is Love's Im- Love's Influence, which is my more my spiciest book. Oh, okay. And it's a novella. And so it's wide on all. Uh, I haven't put it wide. I took it off with the intention of going wide on that book, and I just haven't made the time to do it. <laughs> Got it. That happens. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I've enjoyed talking to you and you're welcome oh, back anytime. Yeah, thank you.